Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. Today, we journey to the island of Jamaica, Yaman. My friends Mike Stockwell and Robert Gray, they are the forces behind cross-country evangelism. You can find them at crosscountryevangelism.com. That's their ministry, crosscountryevangelism.com. These guys are full-time open-air preachers, missionaries to American college campuses, sporting events, city events, and anywhere a crowd of unbelievers can be found. These guys are out there evangelizing full-time, all the time. They're supported by their churches, and this is what these guys do. And so I've had the pleasure of evangelizing alongside them on the streets a few different times, and I've had the opportunity of joining them on their annual mission trip to Jamaica, the land of Rasta and Ganja. And speaking of Ganja, on my last trip to Jamaica, we were talking to people on the streets of Negril, which is a beach town, and we were walking past an outdoor bar And there was a young man smoking a joint and drinking a beer. And I ended up talking to him. Now, he was polite, and he didn't blow pot smoke in my face. So I managed to get through this conversation without getting high. And so before I get into this conversation, uh, this brings up an important point. If I, as a Christian, look down on sinners, if I avoid people who smoke pot, party, listen to music with anti-Christian lyrics, or, or are involved in any other kind of sin, if I organize my life so I'm never around sinners, well, it's going to be hard for me to evangelize, because you kind of need lost people in order to evangelize. So we shouldn't be repulsed by sinners. We should have compassion on them. And one way to do that is to remember where you came from. But for the grace of God, you could be where they are. You know, 1 Corinthians 6, it lists all kinds of different sins and kinds of sinners. And then at the end of it, it says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. And so no matter what kind of sinner you encounter, it's good to remember, um, you know what? I was once in their shoes. The only reason I'm different now is because I've been washed. I've been changed. God has changed me. And then in Titus 3, starting in verse 3, it says, For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And so I don't have a hard time talking with sinners because I can relate. I used to be one. God saved me, and he can save anyone, any kind of sinner and any kind of sin. So don't look down on the lost. Look on them with compassion. And again, just remember where you came from. You're not better than any unbeliever. You're just better off because you have a Savior. Reach out to the lost, even when they're different than you. Just an important thing to remember. 
All right, so we're going to start my conversation now with uh, Jamaica Mon, the man with the ganja cigarette in his hand. So this guy is actually smoking a joint the entire conversation. I'm going to I'm going to ask him about it at one point. This is how some people are in Jamaica that you'll just you'll see people smoking pot out on the street and you'll smell it quite often and I guess they're just so used to it. It's not a big deal. It's 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 not legal and I'm going to ask the guy about that, but anyway, this is me and Jamaica Mon. Let me ask you this. What do you think happens after you die? Where do we go? Well, that's a question that everybody wonders, I would personally say. And in my opinion, I can't give you an answer that I know if it's true, but I just can give you my opinion. However, I would personally say that when you die, you're going to face a judgment, of course. And um, I don't really believe strongly in reincarnation, but the world is a cycle, and you have to wonder. The death, where do they go? Where the new life come from? They tell you that you, you, you have a living soul inside you, which is a spirit. And it, it, it decay away um, the flesh. And you're you born your flesh. You know you're living in a flesh. You have a spirit inside you, which is going to live after you die. So that living soul, they do tell you that soul lives on. Okay? So when you look at it, I'm not saying that reincarnation is so, but it could be a possibility in certain people's eye. And it's in my head to think about it as a possibility. So that's really my point of view right now. Because otherwise, I could give you a perfect explanation for what I'm did. Because nobody can come back and tell you what I'm doing you did. You understand? So right off the bat, he is saying, I don't know for sure. They talk about reincarnation. They talk about judgment. And I'm not totally sure, but reincarnation kind of seems to make sense because the world is a cycle. So that's kind of how he's starting off here. What I usually do is I repeat back what they've said to me just to make sure I'm following them. So you th- you're not sure, but you think maybe reincarnation? Possibility. Possibility. Okay, but you also say that um, there is so- there's some kind of creator and there's, there's going to be a judgment. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for everybody. Maybe not this big judgment day that the Lord gonna come with fire and strike you. Because I personally, I am not I'm not no historical person like that. But um, I watch a few documentaries, science documentary. I read also, so you know I always try to keep myself updated. But when they told you about the flood with Noah and the ark, um, I, I, you know. I'm not sure how that did go. This time they tell you that the Lord is going to come with fire for us. And, but I personally don't believe that. That's just my personal view. The Lord is a good Lord. And if you have a good heart, they told you that you have to be a Christian to go to heaven. I personally don't think that. Okay, so he definitely has had some kind of teaching. He's saying the Lord or the Lord is a good Lord. And he knows about the coming judgment. You know, he's talking about the Lord coming with fire and he's talking about Noah's ark and he is communicating something that a lot of people believe not just in Jamaica but all over America they talk about judgment but if god is good he's not going to judge anyone if god is good he's going to be nice he's going to be sweet no one's going to get hurt and that is a common belief and i kind of call that the lopsided view of god God has a bunch of different attributes. Love is one of them. But if you focus only on that one attribute of God, 
you're going to have a lopsided view of God. You're going to have a God that is all one attribute and none of the rest. It's important to see God as he presents himself. So yes, God is love, but he's also righteous. He's also a judge. He's also a God of vengeance upon his enemies. And so God is many different things. And so anytime you take one of his attributes and focus only on that, you're going to have a a wrong view of God. And so some people do it in the opposite way. They only focus on God's wrath. And so they have a God who they only think is mean and nasty. And these people usually become very critical because they see God as critical. They see God as someone who's just mean. And so it's important to study the entire Bible and learn all the attributes of God and not place one over the other, not place the one you like the best in the forefront of all the other attributes of God. And so a lot of people do that, and it seems right away that that's what this man is doing. And so uh, let's see what happens. There is some kind of judgment that's going to happen, and you have to have a good heart. Is that what you said? Pure heart, clean heart. Don't lie. Live by the Ten Commandments if that's the case. Just have a clean heart. Live good towards people. Don't grudge somebody for their own that's not yours. You know, you work hard and you try to make it in the in some good form of ways. Every, no, no man is perfect. And that's he, true. Jesus Christ himself knew that when he had manifested, as, as some people say, the Lord has manifested himself into Mary's womb, be, become the flesh and the bone, and he walked the earth. He himself, no, that's why he maybe had said, Lord, forgive them, for they don't know what they have done. So he himself knows that it's not easy being a human being. He knew we weren't but perfect. Nobody is perfect. So let me, let me ask you this, my friend. So you said that the way that you pass the judgment is by be, being, being good or being righteous, being pure. How are, you, how are you doing with that? Is your heart clean? So often people will bring up the fact that you need to be good in order to get to heaven. They'll mention the Ten Commandments once in a while, and that's great for me because my goal in part of the conversation is to get a person to look at the Ten Commandments. So when someone brings it up on their own, it's a very easy segue to just say, oh, okay, Ten Commandments, let's look at them. How are you doing with that? Is your heart clean? Not 100%. Well, there's a way you can... You can know, you mentioned the Ten Commandments, okay? By looking at the Ten Commandments, we can see where we're at before a holy God. So let me ask you this. Would you consider yourself to be a good person? I think so. And I think the Lord would think so too, because the Lord knows my heart. Not because I'm a smoker or a drinker. That's just things on the earth that people do. Even though a lot of Christians tell you that they're separating you from the Holy Lord. I mean, come on. You drive a car. When there was no history back way in the days, he wasn't driving no car. The, the, the Lord took a, took a ride from a donkey to, to, to his stable. That's true. Now, the, now we are getting more comfortable in the world. I don't know what the car has to do with his sin, <laughs> but uh, he is saying people say you shouldn't smoke pot, and he's got a joint in his hand, and he's basically saying it's not really that bad. Now, another thing he said was, as far as smoking and drinking goes, that's just things on the earth that people do. <laughs> It's not sin. That's just stuff that people do. Well, all sin is stuff people do. They're either doing something by breaking God's law or they're thinking something and breaking God's law that way. But all sin is stuff that people do. Mankind is making so much luxurious stuff for us human beings, which they got the knowledge and inspiration from God, of course. But they're making it so much 
you know, attracting to human being that it's not easy for you to see those stuff and not want to do them, you know? Just something thing like that. But you got a lot of people that don't smoke, that don't drink, but yet still, even though you got a lot of Christians, they will tell a lot to save their life. Isn't that not sinning? But yet still, you would tell a lot to save your life. So no one is perfect. That, that does lead back to that point right there. So I think that there are a lot of Christians that say things that don't make sense, but we don't have to worry about what all the Christians say. We need to worry about what the Lord says, right? And by looking at the Ten Commandments, we can kind of see for ourselves what we're doing. So let me, let me ask you this. How many lies do you think you've told in your whole life? Well, I can't really, well, I'm not going to tell you, I can't really recall. I'm a 23-year-old, I tell a few lies, but... Okay, now, just for the record, I have no idea what he just said. But I had, I did hear the word lies, so I'm just going to keep listening and uh, see where this goes. Lies, what me tell, is not those simple lies that for us to get you excited. Lies would have to save my life or get me out of some serious problems. Lies that I would think that would take myself into any problem at all. So have you ever told lies that you weren't telling to save your life, you just told them... To got myself out of problem. Well, or, or, beca- or because you wanted to get your way with something. Yes, I've been, uh, I, I, I've been incarcerated before. And I had to tell a lie. I had to make up a story that's not to put other people in problem. That was not snitching. Sure. So what do you call someone who, who tells lies? Who tells lies? A liar. You're a liar. Okay. Have you ever stole something, even even something small? A pencil. When I was a kid, we are a lighter, you know? But I, 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 I'm, you're not going to see me bro- break into somebody's house right. and, and go in there. But stealing a pencil from well, it we, we can, we can, wrong. We can steal without breaking into someone's house, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. So what do you call someone who steals things? You're a thief. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Use God's name as a yeah, cuss word? Yeah, no, well, not really as a cuss word. Or to express disgust or anger? Like when, use, you're, in use, when you're in trouble. Well, use God's, use God's name in a, in a bad way. A lot of people do, but not. I, I would personally not. I, I had got angry at God at one point in my life, mm-hmm. and I never did that before. You know, I just got ignorant. I, I was talking to him. I was like asking God why this had to happen to me. And blah, and then I, you know, and then I relaxed. I, I beg for forgiveness, in which I think he did that, you know. But you, you have used God's name in vain. That's called blasphemy, right? It's taking the name of the Creator and dragging it through the dirt. Define that, d- d- define that for me more. Like, give me an example. Of. So, so using God's name in vain would be to use God's name like, like in an inappropriate way. Maybe say Jesus Christ, but you say it. In a, in a way where you're angry. Okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, that, not only me. I think that a lot of people have done that before, but yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so that's called blasphemy. Yeah, that, yeah. So he's starting to squirm a little bit. He's starting to not enjoy this so much. So I'm going to thank him. I'm going to thank him for bearing with me and being patient, you know, and I understand that it isn't a easy or a fun thing to be confronted with your sin. So I'm going to be as gracious as I can through the whole process. Thanks for doing this interview. So, have you ever uh, looked upon a woman with lust? Yeah, yeah I think that um, that's something that even if a married man, he, he married for 20 years, he's going to see a nice lady, but he might look. And if you think, it's even wrong, but you're not doing the action, you know. That's natural for you to see something and think about, but you're not doing it. So, if you consider thinking about it wrong, then we are wrong. Well, Jesus Christ himself, he actually said, you know you're not supposed to commit adultery, but I say to you, if you look at a woman with lust, you're committing adultery in your heart. See, that's God's standard. Our, our standards are very low, but God's standards are very high. Okay, So if we've looked at a woman with lust, as far as God's concerned, we've committed adultery in our heart. And then last question, have you ever 
hated someone or been really angry at someone? I've been angry at someone, but hatred is not something I keep in my heart. I, I, I personally think that you got to leave that part to God. You know, I, I, I'm not saying I, w- I will dislike you, but not to a point where I hate you, hate you, you know, because you got some certain people you're just going to not agree with or whatever. With. But I don't really keep hatred in my heart. I always let it go, you know. That's good. I but can forgive, but I won't forget because it's already happened, you know. This is true. So, but you have been angry with someone. Jesus said, you know, you're not supposed to commit murder. But I say to you, if you've been angry with your brother, you've committed murder already in your heart. Again, God's standards are a lot higher than us. He looks at the heart. He knows our, our thoughts. You got murder in your heart. You got murder in your heart. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so they, 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 you got to just think about it. It's so much, you know, so much to do and no man is perfect. And That's true. We all have faith. That's true. We all have faith. I think that this is something that people live and feed off the Lord, the faith that we have in him. You know, because I got faith, not because I'm not a Christian. So he's got faith, and he's basically saying, well, as long as you have faith, that's what matters. And and that's a common thought. People will say things like, well, as long as you believe in something, and that something works for you, then that's what matters. Or maybe there's a thought, as long as I believe in God in some form, then God's going to be okay with me because I believe in him. Now, what they're not realizing is that if they believe in God in some form and it's not the God of the scriptures, then they're believing in an idol and idolatry is a sin. So a lot of people just kind of think, well, as long as you got faith, that's what matters when in actuality you can have your faith in the wrong thing. Do you, do you think that it's important to have your faith in the right thing or the right, right one? For instance, if I had my faith in a, a police officer that he was going to help me, but that police officer turned out to be corrupt. faith to mankind. Well, if I had my faith in, in anything, if I had my faith in this chair right here, but the chair was old and it broke when I sat on it, my faith might, might be real, but it might be placed in the wrong thing. So it's, it's important for us to make sure our, our faith is... is the right path. So, so let, me, let me ask you this, my friend. You've been very honest with me, and I, and I thank you. you you've, you've committed many sins, just like me, yeah, right? Yeah. Nobody's perfect, like you said. If your creator was to judge you today, if you were, how old are you? I'm 23. 23. If, if, if you happen to get hit by a car or, or, or somehow die bef- that, today. That has happened before. I, I, almost, I almost died a few times, so I have to be very grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you were to find yourself dying today and you stood before your creator and he was to judge you and he saw you as a liar and a thief and a blasphemer and a murderer at heart and adulterer at heart do you think he would see you as someone who is innocent or someone who is guilty of breaking his law i would think he would saw me as somebody lost is what i think in my head because sometimes i think i'm lost from the truth as a lot lot of people out there I always ask God for forgiveness that if today if he comes and I was in the wrong denomination or I wasn't baptized, I was just lost and confused of the whole contradiction, um, you know, confusion that's going on with the Bible and in the world, not only say, because you got so many other different denominations worshiping the Lord. So I think I know I'm confused, not think, I know. So Okay, now this is awesome. This guy just admitted that he thinks... He's lost. And so even though at the beginning of the conversation, he's saying, well, maybe it's reincarnation. Maybe God's going to judge me, but he's not really going to judge me that harshly. Now the real issue with him is coming out. 
He's saying, I'm lost. Now, in a minute, we're going to see that he's kind of using his lostness as an excuse, possibly, to be lost, to basically say, I'm lost, and because I'm lost, God's going to be okay with me because he knows I don't know everything kind of thing, and and I'm going to deal with that. But I just love the fact that this guy just admitted that he's lost. You know what, my friend, that's actually a very good place to be because you're humble about it. You admit that you don't know everything. You admit that that you could be wrong. And, and, and I think it's very important for us to understand that God is bigger than us. He knows more than us. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you would admit that, that, you know, you call yourself lost. And I think that's a, a great description of what you've, you've just said. So, so if God was to judge you based on his law, he would find you guilty, right? He would find you guilty of being a liar and a murderer and a, and a thief and all well, these things. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on that because I know, as I say, God knows. All right, if, if those are the, the, the truthful ways to go in heaven, then yes. Well, here's the thing. It's, that, that is, that's God's law. So according to his law, God will judge all sin. Now, I'm not, now this isn't the end of the story, okay? But if this was the only thing that God had ever done with this, if, if God had only given up his, his law, you haven't kept the law, I haven't kept the law, and because of that, no man, no woman can get to heaven simply by keeping God's law because all of us have sinned. All of us God fall short yeah. of the glory of God. We were born in sin, you know? We Absolutely. We were born in sin. So yeah, this guy's definitely been to church at some point. The fact that he said he was born in sin. I mean, that's Romans 5, 19. For as through the one man's disobedience, meaning Adam, the many were made sinners. The Bible says we were made sinners. And it all goes back to Adam's disobedience. So this guy actually knows more than most people I talk to. In order for you to live the right way, I think you got to be like Job. Because... In the Bible, they tell about this man Job that God has, um, the Creator took away his cattle, his wife, he was being sore, and everybody was telling him to like blaspheme against the Lord. And he was like, no. And then God repaid him in a lot of ways that he could never imagine. So, you know, I think that that's one of these humbled, you know? Absolutely. It's good for us to be humble. Let me, let me ask you this Does it concern you at all that if you were to die today and stand before God and He was to judge you, you would be guilty? of committing all these sins and that and that you would end up in hell if God was to judge you based on that. Does that concern you at all? It it does to be honest a bit cuz nobody wants to go to hell but then in the eyes of being a human being others hopefully that if I I personally think that God has a heart of you know something good and pure and he can look into you and see your life and seeing that you did want it to try but you being lost and Mankind, mankind has ruined so much part of God's world, bringing so many stuff, demonic stuff. You got a lot of the de- um, devil worshippers out there and influencing these stuff, and it's hard for you as a human being to live the pure heart. Because even as a Christian, a lot of them don't have a pure heart. Not, I'm not, you know, I'm just being honest. Because to live that way, it's very hard in the world right now we live in. Well, God does see our heart, and that's the problem. He knows better than all of us how sinful we are. Let me, let me ask you this. Is this a, uh, a, a ganja cigarette you're smoking, no, right? Yeah, man, weed. Ganja. Okay, now is that is that legal here in Jamaica? No, it's not illegal, but it has been decriminalized, meaning that you can be caught with... As long as it's less than two ounces, you're okay. But as it's over, you, you can be charged, you can be arrested. 
or you still you still can be ticketed for it. So it's not really say legalized, but it's decriminalized. So you still got laws and regulations to it. But yeah. So you know what one of the one of the things that the Bible says is that, is that we're to obey the laws of the land. We're to be good citizens and follow the law. The law the laws of the land are actually put in place by, by government. By by government, but the government as long as as long as the government is not sinning against God they're they're doing oh, they the right thing. The biggest sinner is against God, my friend. The government, man. The, the, the government, the d- government is definitely corrupt in many places. So I'm I'm not going to argue with you there. But let me ask you this, my friend: Does it concern you that if you were to to die today and be judged by God, that y- that you would end up in hell? Yeah, a little bit, of course. I think that that has a concern. Um, if you if you do believe in God, then you got to believe in hell in the devil too. That's just simple logic. And it bypasses so many people. If you believe in God, then you got to believe in the devil. Why? Because the information about God that we believe comes from the same place as the information about the devil. I will just ask God for forgiveness. Even if you're going to send me to hell, that's what I have to deal with. I don't want to deal with that. But then God knows my heart. You know, I'm going to stick to what I'm saying. Let me, let, me, let me tell you this. So it's good to ask for forgiveness, but that's not enough. Your sin has to be paid for you know that if, when you go to jail mm-hmm. you there's a there's a price that needs to be paid you get sentenced a certain amount of time or a certain thing you have to do and your 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 sentence needs to be paid do you know what god did many years ago where he paid the fine for your sentence in other words when you sinned against god when you broke the 10 commandments you broke god's law mm-hmm. do you know what god did a long time ago that he would pay the price for your sin. When he sacrificed his own son? Absolutely. So think of it like this. You broke God's law. Jesus paid the fine. Jesus Christ was God in human flesh. He came to this world. He lived the perfect life. He accomplished all righteousness. And then he gave his life on the cross for sin. He was paying the price for sin, but not for his own sin. He, was, he had no sin. And the promise of the Bible is if you turn from your sin... And that begins in your mind. That begins with like a humility, like Job. Instead of wanting to do things your way, you, you throw away your pride and humility. You, you choose to follow Jesus Christ. When you turn from your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ, God will save you from the punishment you deserve. That's what's called being born again. Right now, like you said, you... He told Nicodemus, he had, he had told that man, um, he need to reborn. Absolutely. So... So, so you know a lot of the Bible. I can tell. Maybe you went to church. You ha- I used to. I used to. Okay. So you, you have some information inside, inside of your mind, and it's good information. What you need to do is apply that information. You know about Jesus Christ, but you need to know Jesus Christ. In other words, you need to bow your knee to him, and the way you do it is by repenting, turning from your sin, and put your faith in Jesus Christ. Putting your faith in the fact that he really did die on the cross, and he rose from the dead. And when he did that, he, he defeated death, but he also paid the price for your sin. See, our problem is that when we are judged by God, we're not going to have enough righteousness to enter into the presence of a holy God. But when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, in, in effect, we're putting our faith in his righteousness and not in our own. We're basically admitting to God the Father, I don't have enough righteousness but I'm going to put my faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for me on the cross. And so that's why God commands all men everywhere to repent. And that's the way that a person gets right with God, not by 
trying to be good or not by trying to make up for all the bad things you did, but by accepting what Jesus Christ did on the cross as a free gift from God. Turn from your sin, put your faith in Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved from the punishment you deserve. You do that by faith, and once you are born again, God changes your heart. He begins to give to, to change your desires, and you go from someone who's been following after the world, following after yourself, and you begin to be a Christian, someone who is a Christ follower, someone who follows after Christ. What do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? So as I'm explaining things to people, if I've talked for a while, I want to know their thoughts. I want to know what they're thinking because whatever they're thinking, that's going to determine where I go from here. Obviously, this guy has heard the Bible. I want him to understand as clear as possible how this can apply to him. So that's why I want to know what is he thinking. Well, that's that's not um, something bad because that's actually something great to be a follower of Christ. Yes, I would understand. But only if you understand most of what you're doing, you know, unlike me, that, that is lost. That would be a different case for me. Right, but... The, the, the wanting to, yes, I do. A lot of times I do say, you know, I want to get closer and closer, you know. And I don't know. As you say, the world, when, when you're living for the world and maybe for yourself, as you say, maybe that's in the situation I am right now until I learn every, every day. I learn, I try to learn something new to draw myself closer. Because as I say, yes, I do believe there has to be a creator for this earth. Has to, you know. Anybody doesn't believe that they're stupid. Now, one thing that you keep saying, you keep saying that you're lost, and I agree with you. There was a man in the Bible, when he met Jesus Christ, he said, I once was lost, and now I'm found. So my prayer for you is that you would turn to him, not only with a head knowledge, not only with a a knowledge of the information, but with a, a heartfelt faith in Jesus Christ. It's one thing to know about him, but when you turn from your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ, God will give you a new heart. You'll be born again, and and once the Holy Spirit comes to reside in you, he'll give you the power to do what's right. See, it seems to me like you know what's right. You know right and wrong. You claim to be lost, but at the same time, you understand much of the truth. You know know some scripture. You understand what it means to follow Jesus Christ. You know, I'm thankful that you're not being dishonest. You're being very real with me, and that's a good thing. I don't see you as a hypocrite, but at the same time, I see you as someone who knows the truth at least a little bit and I would pray that I would pray that you would accept the truth and that's at least uh, the little bit of the truth that I know at least that's what I think is the truth you know because I always say to every Christian out there whatever Jehovah Witness whatever you be out there whatever you be as long as you're an individual when it comes to God not for a fact you know but you have faith a lot of faith and that's the belief you got in your heart that's what can tell you it's real but for a fact, because it tell you that nobody has seen Christ um, the Lord before. Okay, so he definitely does not clearly understand the gospel message, at least the part of it where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And that's an important part. And the reason I know that is because he basically just said, well, whatever you are, if you're a Christian, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you just need to believe. When, according to the Bible, a Jehovah's Witness, since they do not worship the true and living God, since they have a false version of Jesus Christ. They believe he's actually Michael the archangel in disguise and and a bunch of other heresies. A Jehovah's Witness is not a Christian. 
And the fact that they go after Christians to try to convert Christians shows that they understand the difference between Christians and Jehovah's Witnesses as well. We do all have faith, that, that's true. But again, the faith that you have, as you've admitted, you, you don't know if it's real. You consider yourself lost. So I would challenge you to allow yourself to be, to be found, to be found. This guy is not allowing himself to be found. In other words, he's suppressing the truth. All throughout this conversation, he, he, he understands a lot of the truth, but he's suppressing it. He's staying away from it. I think it's just because he likes to smoke his pot and he likes to live his lifestyle the way he is. And that's actually going to come out in a minute. I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have two vices, you have two roads to choose. You have the good, you have the bad. The, the good one always come in the head first. I tell you how the right. And then you have this deceiving one on the back. I tell you, no, do it, do it. And then you always got one saying, no, do not do it. So I always try my best to follow the good little vice in my head and not try to follow the bad one. Because as I said, you got two vices talking to you in your mind. You understand? So I always try to follow the, the, the good one, but yet still sometimes you're still being drawn out by following that one. The Bible actually has a name for that. It's called your conscience. God has given every man a conscience. So, e- so even if you don't... So even if you don't know the Bible, you still know it's wrong to lie. It's wrong to steal. It's wrong to... Yeah, you got a to feeling. Everybody got that feeling inside. When you go kill somebody, you know it's wrong. From a tender age, you can tell it's wrong. Because you can tell your kid not to do that, and she understands or he understands you, so we know that it's wrong. Right, we've all been all given a conscience. People, even certain influencers that you got um, in the entertainment business, they tell you that Jay-Z, Beyonce, they sold their soul, but yet still, you are the one choosing to follow in these people. You're the one that the judgment is going to be on. Don't blame true. people for the influential that they got. Blame yourself for being influenced by them. That's what I always tell people. So as I say, even though you see me just like this, I smoke, blah, blah, blah. I'm a, I think personally that God will look at me and, you know, maybe give me an acceptance to heaven. I'm just saying that. Maybe. It's a big maybe situation to the heart that I have and what I think, you know. Well, let me, let me, let me uh, clarify that. So God, you know, I agree. God probably doesn't care about your clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we shouldn't look at the outward appearance. But again, God does know your heart, and, and that's the problem because all of, us, all of us have sinned. The Bible actually says that God's eyes are too pure to look upon evil. There will be no sin in the presence of, of the Creator. And that's why it's so important that, that we receive the righteousness of Christ. God's, God's not a punk. He's not going to let people slide. That's why we need a Savior, and that's why it's so important to repent and put your faith in in Jesus Christ. So, so my encouragement would to you, you know, you talk about people following bad examples. I would, I would encourage you to follow the best example there's ever been in this world, and that's Jesus Christ, God in human flesh. He died on the cross, rose from the dead. If you put your faith in Him and turn from your sin, He will grant you the gift of eternal life. Okay. Yeah, man. Which, on which we do plan to do that. Everything just takes time in life. You know, as you say, I might can die as I walk out the street, not knowing. But you know, everything takes time in life for you to understand and get quicker to grasp than that 
opportunity before it runs out, you know. Hopefully for me, yeah, that will happen for me, you know. So let me ask you this: what What is keeping you from doing from doing that? Because you you just you just said you don't know when when your time's gonna run out. The the fact of the matter is, all through all, all of us could die tomorrow, right? I I personally can't tell you why. Um, let me put it let me put it this way: I'm not sure if I'm just not ready as yet. I don't. I sometimes. I, Maybe that's just the truth. Maybe I'm not ready. I'm not sure. But I, I can't give you a perfect, perfect, maybe the ganja, I'm not ready to give it up as yet. Knowingly, if I do it in a Christian, I have to smoke. I'm not sure. There it is. The ganja. I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm not ready to give up my weed. I'm being honest with you. You're being honest. I appreciate that. All right. So this is interesting. We've talked a lot. He basically is saying, you're right. I need to do this someday. I just need time. This guy understands right or wrong. He understands that he needs Christ, but he just isn't ready to do that right now. Basically, I'm about to get very serious with this person because what they're doing is they're saying, well, someday I'll deal with that. But what they don't understand is that someday may never come. No one is guaranteed another minute, another second of life. We don't know when death's going to happen. And so I'm about to get very real with this guy and just put that fact right in front of him. Let me leave you with this question. Maybe you can think about it, you know, as we go, maybe as you're laying in bed tonight. What sin is it that's so important to you that it's worth spending eternity in hell over? What could it possibly be? What fun are you having that it's so valuable to you that it's worth doing for a little while, the short vapor of the life you have that it's that it's so valuable that you're willing to throw all of eternity away so just just think about that question and again the promise of the bible is that god will save you turn from your sin put your faith in jesus christ i can give you i can give you a lot of answers for that but the real one i'm not sure about it as yet but i'm still going to give you one for it the thing mankind has done to this earth has messed it up all right, so immediately he doesn't want to think about that. Um, let's talk about mankind. Because even money, with money, money money can physically take you up and bring you to the doctor. Somebody has to do that. But yet still money is so important to a lot of people. I personally think that if you had, it is knowledge. It's not money because money can't physically make the clothes I got on. Money can't physically make my wife. That's true. What if everybody came together and shared the knowledge. If you know to build a plane, you teach me, I teach you how to build a car, blah, blah, blah. But money, money has a lot to do with all of these that's going on, the luxury that they build. Everybody wants to be comfortable. Bringing back the days where you had to only wear cloth around you and you had to cook outside, you, you live in a little temple and not these big fancy houses, then it would be maybe be a better world because then you won't have people being so greedy because greed has a lot to do with be these people turning into something else. So I guess if we all had loincloths and we lived in huts, then no one would be greedy anymore. And that goes directly against the book of Genesis when all these people who lived very simple lives um, killed each other and hated each other and did all this sinful stuff. So, yeah, the myth that um, if everything was simple, then everyone's heart would be pure. It's definitely easy for us to look around at the world and see all the problems. But again, my friend, I would encourage you to Look in, look inside yourself. See the main problem there, which be, which is sin. That's it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I got some problems. You know, everybody got problems. But as I say, I, I, maybe, maybe as I say, I'm just being honest. I don't think, 
I'm ready to give up the life that I'm living just because the life that mankind has impacted on us. If you understand what I mean. No, I, I, I understand and I appreciate that. I, I don't think you should, you should do anything that you're not wholeheartedly ready to do. But again, my friend, I'd, I hope that I... I need a lot I, more answers for me. I need a lot more answers too, you know, not just, you know, but everything takes time, as I said. Everything every, takes time. Everything takes time. And I, and, I, and I hope that God grants you the gift of time. I hope yeah, that yeah, God actually allows you to, to cling to him. Mm-hmm. So again, turn from your sin, put your faith in Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved from the punishment you deserve. Thanks so much for talking to me, my friend. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I'm on. Respect, man. Yeah, man respect all right that was jamaica man and uh really enjoyed that conversation really nice guy um he gave me a little fist bump at the end there when he said respect you know when you tell the truth to someone in a gracious way and you listen to them and you're patient with them and you address to the best of your ability whatever issues come up in a biblical fashion respect is what you get so managed to get through that one without getting high and um, I'm thankful and my clothes did smell pretty bad (laughs) at the end of the whole thing but it was okay because we got through a gospel conversation and there you go at the end of it I do remember my sweater smelled pretty bad and I had to leave it outside all night and it just (laughs) stunk like weed and um, but you know the conversation went well and he understands what he needs to do to get right with God and I pray that he does All right. If you enjoy this podcast, I ask that you would please go over to iTunes and give it a review. This is the best way for it to be seen by other people. If you have questions or suggestions or just want to give any input, you can reach me at eddyroman.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time as we wind our way down the Romans Road. Thanks for listening to Romans Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddyroman.com. See you next time. Yeah.